Instagram makes life bigger, and Google leaves the cookie and crumbs. Sorry for the pun. It's Monday, March 8th, 2021. All of that's coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 438 of Brave Ad World. New consumers. New media. New strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 438 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actual insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wigert, and a couple of pretty big stories that I want to talk about this week. So let's dive into it. And let's talk first about Instagram, because the effects of Clubhouse on product teams, they're already being felt. And Instagram is the first to try to replicate some of what makes Clubhouse work, or the first to adopt new features in the name of Clubhouse. Uh, Instagram, they just launched Live Room. So this is an update to its live feature, which has been in existence for some time, to now allow up to three additional co-hosts in addition to the broadcaster. Uh, So now we have a total host number of four. Instagram has seen a 70% increase in live views in the midst of the pandemic. and, And they say this feature... It's been requested by users for some time as streamers want ways to bring more people into their broadcasts. But then here we have Clubhouse. They came along, which Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg has not been shy about wanting to replicate. But Facebook's not alone. I mean, Twitter, they're adding a community feature to their Spaces audio platform that's in testing right now. Clubhouse is is new, though. It's kind of Clubhouse is basically the new stories, and soon enough, every platform, I think, will have some kind of Clubhouse-like capabilities. The big thing differentiating what Clubhouse is offering that Instagram is versus Instagram is Instagram's about video. Clubhouse, just audio. So it's going to be interesting to see what really wins out. I think the novelty and the newness of an audio-based live format has gotten a lot of attention. But right now, like we see the upstarts like Clubhouse really competing on innovation and what we're seeing from the likes of Instagram and Facebook, the big platforms, they're competing on parity. So it's going to be interesting to see how that develops moving forward. Okay, let's talk about Google because Google confirmed this week that it will be phasing out the ability for companies to use cookies to track users across the web next year. This is a big deal. We've been watching the cookie go away. We've known it's going to go away for some time, but things are getting really real really fast. Along with that plan, Google committed to not coming up with an equally invasive replacement. So yeah, there was one thing like we could get rid of it. We can get rid of the cookie and then they would come up with another way to track users. Google saying, actually, no, we're not going to do that. Google's announcing moves really before it has to. Like I said, the 
cookie, it was falling apart before this announcement with Safari and Firefox restricting access within their browsers. Currently, Google's Chrome is one of the few holdouts in terms of browsers that allow cookie tracking, but even it is going to end the practice relatively soon. This will have an impact on how we think of and how we approach digital advertising moving forward. I think advertising is going to likely become much more contextually targeted than user targeted. Now, Google is clearly, they're making a sacrifice here, but they're also the best position to weather the storm with a trove of first party data. It's going to allow, that's going to allow it to organize users into cohorts based on interests that I've talked about on the podcast before called flocks. Users won't be able to be identified individually through this practice because they'll be part of a massive group. But the very fact that Google can do this positions it better than almost anyone else for a cookie-less future. Google will also still allow the targeting of users logged into Google accounts across its own platforms, which is important with tools. You know, they have search, they have YouTube, massive traffic there. Advertisers, what's this mean? Well, of course, they'll they'll still be able to use their own first-party data for targeting. And it's moves like this that make collecting first-party data all that more important to businesses who don't want to be overly reliant on Google or Facebook, especially now that the cookie is going away. All right, that's it for the week's main story. So now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that I didn't discuss earlier. So TikTok is testing a new topics feature within their discovery tab. Users with access to the menu, they can tap a topic and then view related videos. The move It may signal that TikTok is looking to give users more ways to choose the content they see rather than relying primarily on their content algorithm, which really has been a key differentiator for them to date. Facebook's experimental products team has a new app. It's called Bars. Bars, it helps creators create and share raps by allowing them to rap over professionally created beats and auto-suggested rhymes. It's hard to say if this will remain a standalone app, if learnings or if learnings from the experiment will roll into other apps, or if it's going to be canceled altogether. But Facebook, they see an opportunity to give creators more tools to develop content. I probably wouldn't even talk about this if Facebook wasn't behind it. But the fact that Facebook sees something, well, maybe there is something. We'll see. Following Google's decision to lift restrictions on political advertising after the Capitol insurrection, Facebook, they're doing the same thing. Advertisers are now able to buy ads related to social issues, elections, or politics on Facebook. Twitter is testing shoppable tweets. The test adds a shop button on tweets with links to products featured in the tweet. Uh, tweet, tweet. Uh, Twitter's following a similar path to that of Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest, even TikTok, in making content shoppable. Now, it's interesting because Twitter is primarily a text-based platform. Sure, there are videos. Sure, there are photos. But what Twitter has is a really strong influencer community. So this may be one way to monetize their sharing, as they are with new features that I talked about last week, like super follows. And lastly, Square has acquired a majority stake in the music service title. It's really unclear how or why this makes sense, but according to Square CEO Jack Dorsey, Square wants to help the economy work for artists the same way it has for sellers. So this may be a way to make Square more embedded 
in the music economy with artists on title using Square to monetize their talents. It's definitely an interesting partnership. It's So we'll see where this goes moving forward. All right, that's it for episode 438 of Brave Bad World. Before I let you go, I want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like to bravebadworld at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.